Rad Podcast. Rad is both who I am, Rachel A. Dawson, and what I'm here to do. Share what I'm reading for R, an action step for A, and a discussion for D. This is episode 22. Before we dive in, I would love to ask for you to rate and review this show if you're enjoying it. It's a great way to help new friends find the show, and it would mean the world to me. Currently, 42 friends have left reviews so far, and I would love to see if we can hit 50 this week. So go for it. Just head over to Apple Podcasts and share your thoughts. Okay, let's talk about reading. Now that it's September, I am so ready for fall. It's my favorite season, and with all that 2020 has brought us so far, I am really ready for the change of seasons and the reminder that time really is moving. When it comes to reading this time of year, there are certain kinds of books that just feel right. Summer feels like a great time for light, breezy beach reads and flirty romances, and that's been fun for the last few months, but now that September's here, I'm craving some different kinds of books. I thought it would be fun to share five books that feel like fall to me, and I'll be sharing a blog post next week with even more if you want some additional ideas. First up is the Inspector Gamache series by Louise Penny. I am still slowly making my way through this series. I think she's up to 16 books now, but I am truly ready to dive back into the world of Three Pines and revisit this quirky Canadian cast of characters. <laughs> Try saying that five times fast. These are best described as cozy murder mysteries, which is a weird but very spot-on description. They are delightful and perfect for fall reading. P.S. Just Google a list of these books in order so you read them correctly. That's what I did. Next up is Mary Oliver's Poetry. It is hard for me to pick a favorite of her published collections, so I'll cheat a little and just say grab the one called Devotions. It's a great and pretty extensive collection of so many of her poems. Her words are magical and beautiful, and they strike a chord in me every single time I read them. Fall just feels like the season for lovely words that often center on nature, and I adore her poetry for that. Next is The Secret History by Donna Tartt. This book is a quintessential collegiate New England vibe kind of book with some bizarre characters and some questionable choices and a dark kind of creepy undercurrent. It reminds me a little bit of the show How to Get Away with Murder if you're into that or you've seen it. It just truly feels like a book you need to read in the fall. Next is The Night Circus by Erin Morgenstern. You all, I loved this book and I still think about it. It was a five-star favorite for me. It has so much great magic in it, and she writes beautifully about the atmosphere of it all. I was so captivated and intrigued by the magic and mystery in this book. It's an example of a book that excels in switching between perspectives and time periods, and it all just draws you more and more into the story. I found it to be really enchanting and curious and fun. I think it would make a great fall read. All right, the last one is The Guest List by Lucy Foley. This was a recent thriller read for me, and it is a good one. It is set on this damp and kind of creepy island off the coast of Ireland. Sorry, island off the coast of Ireland. And it centers around a wedding where someone ends up dead, and anybody, truly anybody, could have done it. 
It's twisty and it kind of starts with a slow burn, but the second half was wild and I could not figure out who the killer was. There were so many motives, so many characters with shady pasts and secrets, such amazing writing about the island and how creepy and isolated and haunting it was. God, it was good. (laughs) Because this was so fun to round up some fallish books, I also polled my bookstagram followers on what books feel like fall to them. So be sure to check out next week's blog post for both a longer list from me and a roundup from those answers I collected. And if you have your own thoughts, you can leave them in the comments on that post. It's a great way for everyone to see. And enjoy your start to fall reading. Next up, action. This weekend, my Sabbath included something that made life feel almost normal again, if normal was even really a thing. You've heard me talk about my weekly Sabbath before. It was actually episode one, if you missed it and want to go back and listen. This week, I took myself on a little outing to one of my favorite places, the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts. I obviously don't know where all of you live, but I bet there's somewhere you can go to see art within driving distance or even within a weekend's getaway. Hopefully it's even closer. Mine is less than a mile's walk from where I live, and I absolutely love that place. It recently reopened with safety protocols in place, and because I'm a member, I wanted to go visit the current special exhibit before it left. It's called Treasures of Ancient Egypt, Sunken Cities, and it was fascinating. The exhibit was full of treasures recovered from two powerful ancient Egyptian cities that sank into the Mediterranean more than a thousand years ago. They were destroyed by natural catastrophes in 8th century AD. The cities were Thonis, Heracleon, and Canopus. They were once both mighty centers of trade where Egyptian and Greek cultures merged in art, worship, and everyday life. And yes, I copied that info from the website. I'm not even going to try to pretend I remembered all of those details. But anyway, this specific exhibit isn't really the point here, although it definitely was interesting. The point and the action step I'd like to share is to make it a point to experience art. Visiting an art museum is actually a pretty great socially distant activity, as generally museums are really spacious and people give you a lot of space, and nobody's really talking or anything, and they don't share their germy air a whole lot. It's also great to spend some time in an air-conditioned building as we finish out the last few weeks of hotter weather. But really, the best part is being inspired by the art around you. I know it can seem intimidating sometimes to see fine art in a museum, and it can leave us wondering what the point is or what it's supposed to mean or why it was even made in the first place. I often wonder if I'm missing something, or sometimes I think, oh, I could have totally done that. Or sometimes I look and think, dang, I could never do that. I find some pieces incredibly beautiful and others downright disturbing. I think I'd love to hang some pieces in my own home to look at every day and some I appreciate and walk away and never really need to see again. Always, though, I leave with ideas and inspiration and the reminder of how important it is for us to create. It's in our very DNA to create, I think since we were created, and I love seeing works of other people's hands. Even if you don't consider yourself an artist, think of all the things you still make and create and bring to life every day. Maybe it's meals or cocktails or a latte or proposals or business plans or children or gardens or outfits. You get the point. 
We all are artists. Listen to episode 20 for some more on that. And seeing art reminds us of that. Basically, try to visit an art museum of some kind sometime soon and enjoy being inspired. Now for discussion. Recently, I discovered a fun and new to me type of video on TikTok. (laughs) You all, I can't quit it. I traced it back to its creator, I think, or at least to the person who seems to most consistently post these type of videos. They are called Pockets of Peace, and Nabella Nora is the one behind them. They're incredibly soothing videos, kind of like an ASMR type of thing, I, I guess. I'll link her account in the show notes so you can go see what I mean. But she shares these little moments that bring peace, calmness, and joy. In one recent video, she said, I believe that each day carries a few moments of goodness and we deserve to enjoy them. These are the highlights I want to celebrate to focus on the light amidst the chaos. I like that. The clips that she posts are short and sweet and they show little things like striking a match to light a candle or dropping some fresh fruit into a blender for a smoothie or fluffing a pillow up on the bed, petting a dog, washing dishes, painting a canvas, etc., I really love the idea of these videos. I love the idea of being intentional about looking for those pockets of peace, those little moments of goodness. I think it's a great way to keep your eyes open to see the good and to capture it to remember later, especially when those things seem harder to find. It's a practice I think I'm going to start implementing myself, although maybe I'll come up with a different name for them so I don't steal from Nabella. But I highly recommend giving her a follow on TikTok or even on Instagram so her pockets of peace can both bring moments of goodness to you and remind you to look for those moments on your own too. All right, friends, that's it for episode 22. Before you leave, here is a benediction of sorts. Look for the pockets of peace in your day today. Look for the moments of goodness and slow down long enough to savor them. Look for the light as it shines, the kindness in a stranger's eyes, a flower peeking up from the sidewalk crack, or the way your steam curls up from your cup of coffee in the morning. Keep your eyes and your heart open to joy, and let your arms spread wide to let more of it all in. You are dearly loved, and I am grateful you are here. If you're looking for me online, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Rachel A. Dawson, and my bookstagram is at All the Rad Reads. For everything else, find me at RachelADawson.com. The music and mix for this episode were created by my talented brother, Drew Dawson, and I'm so grateful for his help. Thanks for listening, and stay rad, friends. <laughs>